Welcome to Craft Community, the local Irish beer podcast, brought to you by the independent craft brewers of Ireland and Board Bia. I'm your host, Susan Boyle, international beer judge and award-winning beer writer. On this episode, I am going to be joined by David Walsh Chemis from uh, Ballycocavan Brewery. Hi, David. Lovely to have you here. Thank you very much. Thanks for having um, us. I'm also delighted to be joined by Vim de Young from Hope Brewing. Lovely to Hi, have you, Susan. And we're also being joined um, online with um, Rick Lever, who is from Kinnegar Brewing. Hi, Susan. How are you? Hi, Rick. I'm great. Thanks. Um, we're going to have a chat um, on this episode about something that I think is really pressing to the survival of the Irish craft beer industry. And that's looking at not just what's happening now, but looking at the things that you can do now so that it will be a sustainable industry as well. And this is why we've, we've pulled together this panel of people who are so committed to um, to sustainability within the industry and also with this being something that sustains and keeps going and that has a future for for brewing with within Ireland and I'm 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 sitting right across from David from uh, Ballycocavan Brewery who happens to be a gold star <laughs> member gold shiny gold star for you um, in relation to the Origin Green program from Board Bia maybe you'll tell us a little bit about your journey um, on on that and how how you feel and how you've progressed along that journey. Yeah, sure. I mean, just to, to start off with, like the brewery on our place is there because I started off as a farmer. I'd still describe myself as a farmer mm-hmm. who happens to have a brewery on the farm. Um, and we decided farming in terms of financial um, stability, we needed to do something different. Yeah. So we opened up the brewery. We're growing the malt and barley on the farm. That's one of the reasons we have a brewery. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was really just a case of, of securing the financial future of it. But it, there's no point in doing that if we're not going to do it sustainably as well, because most farmers are very, very interested in looking after the environment and looking after the, the ground and the soils around them. Because mm-hmm. if you don't do that, you don't have a future in farming. Absolutely. So my ancestors have done that through the years on the farm that, that we work on. I wanted to continue that in terms of, of doing the brewing. And then once the brewing was up and running and the brewery was going, you know, making it sustainable and going into some sort of a scheme whereby we could get someone to come in and help us set out all the various different uh, ways that we were going to try and run it sustainably. And that's what the um, the Origin Green programme allowed us to do because, you know, Borbia will set up this programme where you can come in, they will tell you, you know, these are the maybe seven or six or seven different um, headings that you should be concentrating on. Uh, these are all the various things that we should be doing and, and there's a bit of interaction between us and them in terms of, of what, uh, you know, targets we're going to set up. Um, and then, really importantly, it's independently audited. So someone will come in and check all the things that we said we were going to do and make sure that we're actually doing them. But that then gives me the confidence to go out if we're talking to anyone from a customer to a distributor that, um, you know, we we are doing these things and it's not just me telling you, it's someone independent coming in and auditing it. It's great that it's measurable as well because when you start trying to think about how you're going to tackle something like um, like sustainability, it can just all seem like a, a huge impossible thing. Like, But I, I the impression I get from Origin Green is that they allow you to start where you're starting and then you can build on that and that it's a process rather than just a a, a thing that you tick the box on and that you're done. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, it's very much a set your baseline and that's probably your first job in terms of setting your baseline and all the different targets that you're looking at, but then very much setting your targets. What are you going to actually achieve over the course of the next five years in general in terms of the plan, but then year by year and then every year it's getting audited. So, you know, the progress is being checked as you go along. Um, and that's where they'll give you a points 
um, target basically depending on how well you've done and if you get over a certain number of points you get to be a, a gold star member a gold star member now, I would have brought it with us but we actually we've stuck it onto the brewery wall it's not very transportable I so. love it it's not transportable it's but not I really did it it's like the next time when you go and win an Oscar Absolutely. you'll be yeah, exactly, able to bring exactly. it with you bring places. it with me put it down on the table exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's brilliant so Vim when you're looking at your brewery um, tell me a little bit about like maybe the, the steps that you've taken to, to kind of assess the sustainability of it or, or work within the community that you're based in well, when I talk about Origin Green, we're a member of Origin Green or a certified member mm-hmm. of Origin Green since 2018. And um, yeah, and it has been a great uh, uh, journey, like um, like David said. I always go on the basis, anything that you can't measure, you can't manage. And and by by measuring the, the, the certain targets, uh, we can manage them. And, and it has created awareness. Uh, sustainability has always been very high on our agenda anyway. Mm-hmm. But if you're not measuring certain things, it, it is difficult to manage and to see, are you doing better or are you doing worse? Um, so I like that about the uh, about the program. The aspect you touched on, the, the local uh, uh, part of our business is extremely mm-hmm. important. Yeah. And, and, and that also comes through our, our Origin Green target. So any time we get an opportunity to support uh, a local raffle or a charity or a school, or we always do that. But it's logical that we do that. You yeah. know? I, I, I find any of the measures we have taken for uh, for Origin Green also make commercial sense. Yeah. They don't just make uh, sustainability sense. They also make commercial sense. So if I'm supporting uh, a, a raffle for a ladies' lunch in... Uh, in Hoth uh, Yacht Club, mm-hmm. of course that's good for us because then they see our brand again yeah. and, um, and and we love doing that uh, because supplying the local community, more than 50% of our sales are in North County Dublin and, and, and that's obviously a big advantage we have over uh, breweries that are based um, down the country. Or and, in Donegal, uh, for example. Yeah, or like in Leash. In yeah. Leash, yeah. I mean, and, 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 and that really helps us, you know, with, with our targets as well. But it's also a very clever idea to look at what's on your doorstep um, and and note that that these aspects of sustainability, what will what will help grow your business, is also something that that you, you that you possibly have at hand, you know, and how your business is a small business placed in in a community. Um, so maybe Rick, you'll tell me a little bit about your um, your journey and sustainability within your brewery. Yeah, I mean we're we're very similar to both uh, David and Vim, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, we're. We're members of Origin Green. We did we did get uh, you know the, the the gold member status this year, which is you know uh, something that we're very very proud of. You know we worked quite hard to kind of get there. Um, and I, I think also maybe similar to what both the guys have been saying is that you know I suppose we don't really view sustainability as kind of an extra to the business or something you know as a, a separate category. Uh, it's very much kind of integrated in the way we actually run the entire business. So. I would agree with what Vim is saying is that, you know, typically we're finding that if we're taking a sustainable approach to things, there's usually, um, there is actually a commercial argument to be made for it. Um, you know, if we're using less resources, especially right now, we can see, you know, we, we installed, um, you know, uh, solar panels, you know, at the beginning of, or the end of last year, we're producing about 30, 35% of our own electricity on site now, you know, uh, given the current mm-hmm. energy crisis that we're seeing, you know, that's actually not just, you know, a, a, you know, an environmentally sound decision. It's also kind of a, an economically sound mm-hmm. decision. Um, but one of some of the other things that we're seeing is not only that there's, 
there's really kind of smart economics behind some of the, the measures that we're taking. We also feel that, that basically by having that kind of sustainable perspective in our work, it's making us better brewers, to be honest. So we have to go back and we have to, you know, we've, we've reviewed how we produce our product and, and you know, from, from different angles. Uh, and, and we found that we've been able to improve our, our procedures and actually improve the quality of our product uh, by, by, by looking at, you know, uh, in detail from a, 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 the viewpoint of sustainability. So, you know, we, we, I suppose that we moved into the brewery that we're in now in 2017. And so it gave us, it gave us kind of like a clean slate to begin operating from. Uh, and since that point, you know, we have, so we've, 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 we've viewed all of our decisions from the perspective of sustainability. And we just feel that it's, it's, it's leading us to making a, a better and better product as we go on. That's really interesting. I've always got the impression with Kindergarten that you are mindful of the place that you come from as well, that you're a brewery that is is based in a beautiful rural community um, and being aware that uh, I suppose maybe the sustainability aspect of it is about being in harmony with some of the things that are around you. Well, it's certainly, it's certainly been part of the philosophy that we've had from the beginning is, yeah, we are very much part of the landscape that we're in. Donegal is very much a, you know, it's a, obviously it's a, it's a, it's quite a pristine, you know, beautiful rural landscape, but, you know, I don't know, it, it plays a part in what we do, but I don't know that that makes us any different than maybe somebody who's in an urban landscape. I think, you know, uh, I think everybody, you know, everybody's aware of the topics and everybody I think is trying to be, you know, working in harmony with, with their surroundings. So I don't know that we, that makes us any different than say Vim or, or David in that sense, but it's, it's, you know, yes, we feel a part of the landscape that we come from. Yeah, I think that's really interesting that it's, the landscapes are different, but that feeling of being part of them is something that seems to come across, whether it's in a more urban setting like Hope with Vim or on a farm that has been in your your family for for generations upon generations. Um, this kind of sense of, I suppose, being, um, being a business that is contributing rather than taking away from the environments that you're in. It's, it seems really key to to the three of you and the discussion that, that we're having here about this. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, yeah. for us on the farm, it's it's very much a case of adding to the farm. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I would uh, I would kill for the footfall that Vim is able to generate in terms of the number of people on his doorstep. But uh, so we, we don't have that advantage. And if you're going to set up a brewery on a farm, you don't have the services, you don't have things no. like that as well. But you do have the advantages of being able to grow your own ingredients. Yeah. For us, um, like we were able to take barley from the farm, get it malted in a thigh, which is eight miles down the road, get it back again, brew with it, and then put the spent grain back out onto, um, onto the land again. So I think that's extraordinary. Nutrients. I mean, it, it's it, it makes sense because it's the easiest thing for us to do, but it also gives you that benefit of, you know, you don't have any organic waste going off somewhere else to be yeah. processed. We're, and we're getting whatever benefit is left in there, we're getting back into the, the soil again. You know, there's a little bit of fibre, a bit of carbon sequestration at the very least. A bit of protein. A bit of protein as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> whatever, we, whatever we've left. Like, I mean, you know, we're going to extract yeah. a lot, obviously, in the brewing process, but soil nutrition, very, very important on the farm. Um, and even in terms of the farming, the way we do it now, we're trying to, you know, put in cover crops, chop all the straw so we're not sending straw off the farm anymore, trying to build up our soils as much as possible because that's that's very important for us and that's in just an extra part of it. Yeah, and creating an ecosystem around it so one thing links to another. Um, I, I think there's a fascinating point to be made as well that beer is, um, is an agricultural product, that it is something that comes from the land um, and ends up in people's glasses much the same as, as any other grain or any other foodstuff that we would grow on this island and that it should be considered that way um, when, when we're thinking about how, how we continue to make it. 
Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, very much, very much important for, for people to see. Again, if you come to, to our brewery, you can mm-hmm. see, go out and see the barley fields, come in and taste the beers that we make from the barley. So that's that's one nice thing that we are able to do um, being based on the farm. Yeah. Yeah, and what you said about the spent grain, that was actually a huge challenge for us because we're in the middle of the city. Yeah, where do you get rid like, of us? Where, where is the farmers, you know? And farmers are, you know, they were just not able to come over to us yeah. and pick it up. But luckily we found... Um, uh, our next door neighbour uh, has a big um, hardware store. Mm-hmm. He also has a farm. Oh, excellent. So he put a, a container out the back and he picks up our uh, spent grain every week and brings it out to his farm. And um, so we're delighted. But at the start, we were paying about a thousand euro to get rid of the, the, the spent grain to be, it was used as a biofuel. Yeah. And uh, it, was, it was awful. It was awful. It was messy and... Uh, but we now have a very good solution for it. And, and those are the challenges of being in the city. Other challenges are that our employees can't afford to live in Dublin. And, and that's, that's another massive disadvantage or challenge that we have uh, of being in the city. Um, but then again, they can hop on the dart and uh, within a couple of stops, they're at, they're at the brewery. So, so there's always pros and cons of every... Um, uh, of every location, but the, the big pro we have that there is at least half a million people within you know fifty or sixty kilometer radius uh, of where we are. I think this is um, really interesting about looking at, at opportunities rather than looking at challenges um, when you think about locations. And and when I think about the breweries that are dotted throughout Ireland and how they have reinvigorated communities in urban and in in rural settings, it, I just find it such an exciting aspect of of the industry. Yeah, well, there's plenty of breweries in Ireland anyway, and they're all over the place. In fact, when we started, uh, we said, um, look, there's whatever, there was about 70 breweries. Mm-hmm. There wasn't actually more than one in North County, Dublin. Yeah. And there's, you know, 20% of the population in living in North County, Dublin. So it, it was a really good location for us to uh, to get started in uh, from from a, a market point of view. Now I know I know through distributors and uh, uh, you you can get your beer anywhere. Um, in, in fact, the three of us share a distributor in Italy. Oh, and, exciting! Uh, so so that's how we get our beer uh, uh, in export markets as well. And uh, that's an interesting point as well about extending that idea that it's a community that um, you work together with each other um, on on certain aspects of it. So such as things like distribution and finding people who align with your um, philosophies in in relation to getting your beers to other people and places. Um, and I suppose maybe that might be interesting to chat a little bit more about that kind of, um, I suppose, almost networking, but like working together aspect of it, which is a big part of the industry being sustainable. Rick, if you want to... You know, obviously we're all competitors, but we're all colleagues at the same mm-hmm. time. So, you know... Uh, you know, Dr. Vim, Vim talks to us. We talk to David, David talks to us. There's, 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 you know, an awful lot of um, information that's being, you know, handed around. And if people have questions about things, you know, uh, I think there's, I don't think there's much of a hesitation for somebody to pick up the phone and, and ring up another colleague and say, you know, I hear you're doing this or how are you doing that? And I think particularly when it comes to maybe the question of sustainability, um, you know, there's a lot of things that are, that are new. You know, there's a mm-hmm. lot of things that are, you know, you, you are having to kind of go back and maybe kind of change the way you're doing something or you're looking for a supplier or something or you're looking for um, just information about maybe on how a certain technology is working. And it is quite, it is a very, very useful thing to be able to kind of say, oh, I, you know, I, I heard that, you know, so-and-so 
you know, uh, for example, we, we invested quite heavily last year in a cleaning in place system. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not exactly a, a, a sexy piece of equipment, you know, but it helps us to uh, reduce the amount of water that we're using. It helps us to reduce the amount of hot water that we're using. It helps us to reduce the amount of uh, detergents that we're using to clean things. So it's, it's having a very, very significant impact on, you know, the, the inputs and the outputs from the brewery. But I was able to actually kind of, you know, there's a, another colleague who uh, was, you know, operating a similar system and it was quite uh, useful to be able to kind of ring them up and say, you know, look, we're looking at this, you know, is it actually helping to achieve the things that we think it will be? And, you know, everybody I think is willing to have a very frank conversation and say, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely, you know, having the impact, it's definitely doing what it should do or, well, we're having difficulties with it or, well, you, you can't just rely on the on the piece of equipment to do that work for you. You'll have to change some procedures as well, and it's how you operate the equipment. And so having that community that you can kind of tap into is without a doubt, you know, very, very important, I think, for all of us. And it's very pleasant. It's, it, it's nice. I uh, I actually bought a, a small piece of equipment from Rick um, mm-hmm. uh, about a year ago, and we went up there to inspect it and to have a look. and. So they have been it's extremely lovely. helpful in, in terms of getting us going. It's it's a really nice industry to be to be part of, uh, and we meet up uh, once or twice a year, and mm-hmm. it's always pleasant to uh, to see each other and exchange ideas. There's uh, there's always a sense of helping. Mm-hmm. With the whole local thing, we, we also became members of Guaranteed Irish, mm-hmm. which is all about local, yeah, and 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 for us, it's having local employees, local yeah. ingredients. Uh, local market, local customers. Uh, it, it It is by far and away the most important word in our company, yeah. in our business. Yeah. And and if you look at, um, at at some foreign markets, like if you look at the States, like if there was a, an area with 500,000 people in the States, there would probably be seven or eight breweries yeah. living only off that area. So this is still... A big challenge that we have, like the last piece of information I saw on the craft beer market share of the total beer market was 2.9 percent, according to Nielsen. Yeah. And it's nothing. It's nothing. And and that really is our challenge is to is to grow that, because when we started, I always said, well, listen, it's only 2 percent of the market now. Uh, I know there's breweries starting all the time, all everywhere. But if the market goes to eight or nine percent, which would only be half of what it is in the US, we'd all be happy and delighted and we wouldn't know we couldn't produce it fast enough. Mm-hmm. It hasn't happened yet. It hasn't happened yet. I know this is a big challenge growing that market share. It is, yeah. It really is. Telling the stories about it, but just getting people to be brave enough to order a beer from someone down the road who made it. Like, yes. it seems like such yeah. a radical choice. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, it, it's something that we still have to do a bit of work on ourselves. I mean, it's, it's very much a case of we are, tourism keeps us going, export yes. keeps us going. Um, and, you know, the, the local market is very, very important to us, but it's still a challenge to try and get beers out into pubs that are, 10, 15 kilometres away from us. Yeah, and it's frustrating if you're seeing the amazing reaction to your beers in places further away from yes, here, yeah, you know? Yeah. And you're like, okay, um, let's keep growing things that are, are, are local. And this is why the model in Hope is really interesting, but also because you have that 
that the population that's there, it's, it is definitely more challenging when you're in places that doesn't have the population density. With Ireland, I would also challenge that every beer that's made on the island of Ireland is a local beer. Um, and that's something that I think people should keep in mind, that it, it, it's nicer to have the one that's closest, but also everything is local here. Yeah, I mean, we were very lucky. There was a, a small music festival not too far away from us. Oh, just a tiny one, well, yeah. Oh, I'm not even talking about that one. I'm not going to talk about that one because I got in trouble. Um, no, there was a small one called Forest Fest, which yes. was over in a place called Emo. I Gorgeous. think there's maybe five or six thousand. And we had, we had managed to get a stand in there because they were actually willing to support the local brewery, unlike maybe certain other um, music festivals, which we can hear from outside the brewery yes. gate. Um, and it was fantastic because there was such a great reaction to the fact, I mean, people coming up saying, oh, great, you're in here. Yeah. I mean, it was just like really yeah. pleasant yeah, to see I that agree. people were coming up, delighted to see that they could mm-hmm. actually buy a local beer at a, at a music festival. As a completely radical idea, which may get zero traction, but I would love if it was a requirement of planning permission for mm-hmm. large events that they had to support local businesses in, in a meaningful way. And all across the sectors, not just within our traditional food side, but I think that, that alcohol and the drinks, particularly beer that's produced in Ireland, is classed, should be classed as a foodstuff in relation to that. And I would I would love to see that be a requirement of planning permission. Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we, we'd well, certainly support that. Yeah, well, we lobby hard. Like the, the local enterprise office yeah. in, uh, in, in Fingal is very helpful. Yes. But, but Fingal support a lot of these local festivals. Yeah. And they do not always have place for a, uh, a local beer. But um, I, I agree with you, Susan, like... It needs to be a requirement. Yeah. If 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 Fingal with our with our property tax money is supporting uh, a local festival, well, then we should at least all the food companies should have the opportunity um, uh, to be part of it. Um, yeah, I used to um, work uh, with Kildare County Council on um, some of the requirements around planning for a really large music festival that used to happen in Kildare in Punchestown. And one of the requirements to gain permission to allow that festival to go ahead was to support local artists. So they had to provide space on the stages for local musicians. Um, and I was part of the the panel that helped organise that that selection process. And I remember it being one of these days where um, I got this frantic phone call from someone going like, you haven't signed off on this. We're going to miss our planning permission. And I just sat there for an extra 30 minutes and had a cup of tea and thought, this is important because they need to recognise how important the local community is to the success of this festival. And if that means having a small opportunity to shine a spotlight on a local musician, why can't it be the same that we could shine lights on, on local beer producers as well? And I don't think market share for the larger breweries are, is so enormous that I, I, I can't see this being a huge competition if we're talking about moving from less than 4% to maybe hopefully 8% of the market. You know, that's, it's not a big, it's not a, it's not a huge loss. Um, and I think it creates a, a much healthier, more sustainable environment because the jobs that you're producing within local communities um, are incredibly valuable. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, it's not even just the direct jobs, it's all the indirect jobs mm-hmm. as well, because, you know, all the branding, all the marketing, all the distribution, all the, you know, the for us, we get we get the local canning company in. Um, it's all these other indirect jobs that are feeding off the, the direct jobs that we're producing. Um, you, you know, we have actually done it out on a spreadsheet to see what's there, but it's certainly, you know, really, really important. I didn't want to contradict the interpretation of local too much, because I, I, I definitely, like, um, I suppose being where we are, we have a very strong local following here. But I would certainly be somebody who says, look, if it's made on if it's made on the island of Ireland, it's local. Yeah, I think it's great that, you know, there's breweries and small communities, but I 
I, I also kind of think kind of dividing up the the island based on, you know, well, that brewery's got that region, that brewery's got that region, that brewery's got that region. is kind of, it, it becomes a bit of a, a, you know, like a small territorial war after a while. I think you're um, absolutely right. Rick, I love when, when you were talking about just the community, that this is a fun community to work in. There's a community of people who work together and, and you all drink each other's beers. Yes, I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> so why would we do this, I suppose, almost parochial, hyper local aspect of it? Like if it's handy that you can like, you know, go and, and, and visit your local brewery if they happen to have um, a, a beer tap. And if you want to support that very locally, go for it. Absolutely. But exactly. Yeah. Take an all island approach to it. Like really. Oh, I mean, I don't think you should feel guilty about buying a craft beer that's made somewhere in Ireland. Yeah. Depending, no, regardless of where you are in the country. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say. I mean, uh, the same, we, we, don't, we don't grow our own, our own barley, but 70, 70% of our malt, you know, it's, it's, it's Irish barley and it's malted in Ireland. You know, and it's we're supporting jobs kind of in other parts of the uh, of the country. So I, you know, it's it's you know we're we're you know we're supporting farmers you know from the southern part of the island. We're supporting Absolutely. kind of malters from Kildare, you know. So we're we're buying a lot of services and keeping you know jobs going in other parts of the country. So I, I also feel that well, you know, there's there should be no reason why these people shouldn't also enjoy my beer on occasion. As a brewery, we also like you know there might be events in Galway. There could be something in Cork. You know. It's not that we have a lot of money to kind of put towards the events, but, you know, we do support things uh, in different parts of the country as well as, as things here in, in Donegal. Mm-hmm. So it's, um, you know, I, I, I do, I think local is a great term and, I, and I, I'm very kind of supportive of the idea of local. But, you know, at a certain point, one gets into this question of, well, uh, you know, what exactly is local? And then trying to define that becomes you know, it can be a little bit difficult and the definition might change based on the context. So local in a you know, a continental context might be a lot different than local in an Irish context or a local in an American context. We are a small island and to, to try and kind of, you know, carve it up into an even smaller kind of designation of, oh, uh, well, that beer is actually from Donegal. It's not local down here. You know, it's also funny. I find like, I think most tourism, I, I don't actually think that we benefit that, like that we ourselves, our brewery, that we benefit that much from tourism. Most of our customers, you know, within our domestic market, I, I believe are actually domestic beer drinkers. I find that the majority of tourists who are coming into the country, the local beer for them is a Guinness. Yeah. 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 You know, and that and that's something we have to remember. It's it's like they don't they don't have maybe the same views of Guinness, although I actually I, I enjoy my pint of Guinness as much as anybody else. They don't have the same view of Guinness that um, you know, that maybe we as smaller brewers uh, working in this environment might have. For them, it's the local beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what it is. a wonderful contrast as well. Oh, you know? very much and so. Yeah, it is. Whatever about a, a large beer competitor in the market, the fact that it has opened the door and enticed people to come to Ireland to drink beer, I think that's a remarkable thing. The fact that the Guinness Storehouse is the number one paid tourist destination in the country. So internationally, we're known for our beer. So there's that huge opportunity to, I suppose, capitalise on that, to play on that and to then show the other side of of the the beer community within Ireland. And I think that's really exciting. And to get people into the breweries where they can meet the people who actually make the beers. Yeah, what I think people like when they come to us, and I'm sure the other guys as well, it's the authenticity. It's meeting the brewers, it's meeting the owners, it's meeting the people who are involved day to day and, you know, actually seeing around the physical brewery sure. and seeing what yeah. goes on and seeing how we make the beers and where we get our ingredients from different. and everything else. Rick, you were going to chime in there. Yeah, I would agree with you, Susan. I think that the association with Guinness, well, I think it's kind of a double-edged sword. On the one hand, 
you know, what it, what it has very definitely kind of done for Ireland is, is, you know, throughout the world, we would be known for having a beer culture. Yes. Now, one might kind of more correctly define it. What we have is actually a stout culture. We don't really have a, we don't have a kind of a broader beer culture, but it's giving us, you know, it gives us a, a you know, a, a reputation. I actually think a very positive reputation um, for being a place that actually understands how to brew. Um, and that, and that does benefit, I think, all of us here who are in, you know, the business of brewing, that that's a big, that's a big plus. The, the downside to it is, is that, you know, we can, you know, there is the, there is the, the potential for it to kind of, you know, be too much of a big shadow overwhelming what the rest of us do. And, but that's, that's kind of our job then to, to, to be able to kind of break out from underneath that, you know, use, I suppose, the reputation where it benefits us, but then make sure that we're, you know, we're, we're, we're shining well enough ourselves to kind of, uh, you know, I suppose, break free from the, you know, the mothership, so to speak. Mm -hmm. But I, I, you know, I think it is very, it is very definitely kind of given us a, a, an international reputation for, for understanding what brewing is all about. Yeah. And I think it does. I think it, when you look at so many other great beer cultures and beer history throughout Europe, um, and because we've had this, I suppose, dark period in relation to our, our, our brewing culture, where now our craft beer industry is really nascent and, and really young, and we lost so much of that culture that it's really exciting to see it come back and to see that there is the appreciation that somewhere there is this history and understanding of beer. And also that kind of the chat and enjoying a beer, spending time with people. Um, I think that's a really nice aspect of it. As well as Guinness, I think the whole Irish bar culture is, is, is really helpful. I mean, how many countries do you go to? Oh, let's go to the, the German bar or let's go to the Dutch bar. No, you go to the Irish bar and that really helps us, I think, with our export efforts as well. The fact that there is Irish bars in probably every city in every country in the world. I think that also plays into a part that um, the idea of sustainability is about sustaining a culture as well. So where when we can have our green credentials in check, it also means that that's a culture that can, can be fostered within the island of Ireland and can travel really well as well. So we have these outposts, these flagposts of like Irish bars and other places that attract people back into Ireland. So when they see the advances, I think this is something that's interesting in relation to the, the culture around um, Irish beer is are we in the past or what's happening in the present and what are we looking at in the future? And I think people are genuinely surprised to find how incredibly contemporary and modern and um, innovative Irish brewing is and the role of sustainability, how that plays into it. Yeah, sure. I mean, and we've, I mean, as Vim would say, like we've had people coming from Italy to Ireland, now not specifically to visit our brewery, but certainly that's been on the agenda because um, they've had the beers in Italy. They come over to Ireland um, and they want to come and see the, the brewery. But in terms of even getting the beers out there in the first place, the sustainability aspect of it was really important. It's, it's one of the selling points that we have, like the, the three of us, and I'm sure mm. much more within the brewing industry as well, is that if you can present a really good product, the branding's really good, the sustainability tends to be the next question. Yeah. It's, um, okay, that's great, that's lovely, we like your beers, we like the branding, we like the pricing, what are your sustainability credentials? Yeah. Because like I think all of us are trying to do the right thing because we want to do the right thing. But it has the other advantages. I mean, Rick's already spoken about things like energy. You know, yeah. we have solar panels on the roof as well. It's been a massive help over the last yeah. eight or nine months, um, particularly obviously over the summer when we're generating a lot of power from them. But it's been a huge help financially. Um, but it also, in, in terms of just marketing, 
it's it's very very useful. Now, I mean, you're very cynical if you're just using sustainability as marketing, yeah. but it's there as a byproduct. You know, mm-hmm. you have you're doing the right thing because that's what we should all be doing. But you can at least use that for marketing. We did measure our we got our carbon footprint measured, for example, at the start of this year. So it came up with a number which is completely meaningless to me because I don't know yours, I don't know yours, and I'd like to know it per liter uh, mm-hmm. to to make it relevant. Uh, and and maybe if it was that we could we could start saying, well, listen, our beer has, you know, so so much carbon per litre. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, I'm careful. I'm, I'm careful with uh, uh, using sustainability as, as a marketing tool. But having Origin Green certainly helps because that is, as you say, it's certified, it's measured and, you know, you either get it or you don't. What I'm really hearing is that this is a way of working. It's a way that is um, absolutely compatible with the ethos of your businesses. And it adds huge value um, beyond what you even think it's going going to add to it. And also, when we consider the, the size and scale of each of your breweries, you have the ability to make those changes. And I think that's really great because you're all on the ground. Yeah, it does. I mean, we have two people working in the brewery. So like if we make a decision that we're going to change something, it can happen very, very quickly. Quickly. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's, it's not it's not a big chain of command to try and get decisions down to, to the people actually working in the brewery. So it does. It gives us. I mean, it, like anything, it gives us the flexibility to do that. Um, in terms, of, I suppose, of anything that's involving a lot of capital expenditure, that's maybe a different story. But um, you know, the, you know, a lot of changes that you can make don't actually cost a lot of money. And uh, as the guys are saying, you know, even if you need to spend money on it, you're going to get that back very quickly on a lot of the decisions you can make on a sustainability thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think we we found as well that a lot of the changes, like there's, you know, it, yes, a lot of it is is capital intensive, requires investment, but there's there's also a, a very significant component which is really just mindset, behavior, um, procedures, you know, uh, you know, looking looking at, at at how you're just running your brewery. There's an awful lot that you can kind of pull out of it, and you know, I think maybe what's quite good about I find that you know brewing in of itself is is basically a it's, it's one long you know uh, series of pr- problem solving. It's just solving one problem after another. Like a, you know, somebody asked me what my job description was, and I said it's problem solving. And I think most brewers are actually like that. You're especially if you're a smaller brewer and you don't have you know big budgets that you can just say, okay, well uh, to, to 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 solve this problem we buy X. Uh, we we can't do that. We have to figure out another way of doing it. Which means, especially that when we're looking at at, at the question of sustainability. The mindset is almost already kind of baked into most smaller breweries. Okay, we need to, we need to somehow kind of fix this problem. Let's see how we can do it. it will, you know, you won't be able to solve every problem, but you'll be able to solve a good few without necessarily having big budgets to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this is a lovely um, note to end on the idea that you don't need a big budget, you just need a flexible mindset. Um, and to thank you all for joining us on this episode to really kind of give us an insight into, into how these steps help create sustainable businesses in sustainable communities um, and I'm just delighted to hear um, about what you've been doing and to enjoy plenty more of your beers in the future as well, because that's what really sustainability is about, keeping the planet green and the businesses going as well. So thank you. Thank you, Susan. Thanks. Thank you, Susan. On behalf of the Independent Craft Brewers of Ireland and Broadbia, I'd just like to thank all the guests who have joined us on this series of Craft Community, the local Irish beer podcast. I hope you've enjoyed listening to these 
fascinating stories from behind the scenes in Irish craft brewing and hopefully in the future I look forward to bringing you more of those. If you'd like to find out more, uh, check out the Irish Craft Beer Map and maybe find out what else we have planned in the future to continue this conversation, you should check out irishbeer.ie.